all you beautiful people. How you doing? I'm hoping that your weeks are amazing and that your days are fantastic. Um, I always like this time of year because we've had our longest day, or shortest day rather, um, and daylight is starting ever so slowly to creep back into our worlds. Um, You know, as I'm speaking right here, right now, it is pitch black outside and it's only quarter to five. But <laughs> it's still really, really nice to know that it it's, it hasn't been pitch black for hours, you know, so it's nice. Um, we do still have a little bit of cold left in us, um, you know, and uh, it, it, it wouldn't be proper to not mention it's going to be cold for a little bit longer, but that's all right. I can cope with that. I can cope. Um, so, so I wanted to. Well, first of all, I wanted to silence the old shanster. She is now silent, so we can go back to uh, <laughs> to where we were. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to sort of follow up from last week's episode, uh, just chat with you and uh, let you know how things have progressed from there. Um, it's It's been really interesting. It's been really, really nice. Um, little dude has obviously, he's um, sort of started this relationship and it looks like it's going really well, um, which is it's really nice. Um, we We had... He's um his new partner over. Um she came over for a bit of dinner uh the other day. Um and actually she's really, really, really nice. Um it was it was very nice to see sort of little dude having some nice positive interaction. So that was really, really good. And obviously, like I say, you know, it's that moment of he is getting older, so it's about dealing with that and accepting that and, and allowing sort of your mind to alter and change and and deal with that sort of thing um what's been interesting um is this last i'm gonna say four or five days little dude has reverted back i I told you in an episode about this uh, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months back um he has reverted back to really struggling to be around me um, and really struggling with me. Um, and I'm not entirely sure what what this is sort of coming from. Um, I'm not entirely sure if, you know, I have been busy, um, so I've not had as much time, but I've still been around. Um, I don't know if my previous comments might have struck a chord with him, um, about this, this new relationship. Um, and now that the relationship is going well, um, I don't know if maybe he's sort of feeling a bit of split loyalty there, uh, a little bit of frustration that I would share a view about somebody that he likes, that he, and he doesn't like what I've said. Um, but the other the other night he was going out to bed and saying goodnight and we was like, right, okay, don't forget to brush your teeth. Um and 
he was like, uh, yeah, I don't forget. You know, I do it all the time. I was like, well, okay. First of all, we definitely don't need the attitude. Second of all, I'm afraid to say that actually, <laughs> you, the other day, did forget. So, really sorry, but actually this is our responsibility as parents. Um, this doesn't just go away. To, to which he really, really lost his temper. Um, and he sort of flew off the handles at me and he was really, really angry. Um, and I was like, well, look, you've always got to care about your sort of oral hygiene anyway, but you're now seeing someone. Pretty, pretty important. If you're going to be snogging, I would suggest that you're snogging with good breath. Um, This did not go down well. He was not impressed with this sort of comment. Um, So he stormed off in a a huff and in a rage. Um, And, you know, that's, that's... life and you're like yeah fine good night teenager um and then i think the following day things were were fine um and then yesterday um he came home and was like oh okay go and play on my computer yep great have a great time um i then went upstairs to get changed and i saw that he had got out of his school uniform and literally stepped out of his trousers and just flung them to the floor, crushed up into a ball on a Monday. So day one of the week of wearing these newly washed and iron trousers. Um, I was like, "Mm, look, that's actually not okay. Well, I was just about to do it. Now, this is a very, very common statement um, from Little Dude. And I don't know if this is a teenager thing um, or if this is a Little Dude thing. Um, But it definitely is a Little Dude thing. um, That if you call him out on something that he should have done, what he will inevitably do is he will say, "Uh, yeah, I was just about to do that, actually. Um. And as a result, you're then the bad guy for how dare you pull him on something that he was just literally poised, ready to do. I haven't even given him a chance. I'm so mean. It's just unreal. Um, Now, what that actually means is he <laughs> he's full of crap basically um he didn't have any intention of doing those things um but this is his great argument because if he claims that he was just about to do it well then i can't be cross with him for not doing it because i haven't given him the chance to do it um so i was like well look to be honest with you you're sat on an unmade bed your blinds are still drawn and you've got clothes strewn everywhere. No, I'm sorry, I'm not accepting this. This is not something that you were just about to do. You were not on the cusp of fixing this. Um, well, again, he just absolutely lost his temper. Started shouting. Well, listeners, I don't mind telling you, I was not the perfect parent, and I, uh, I lost my temper back. I was like, actually, do you know what? 
I'm allowed to parent you. Same as what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. I'm allowed to tell you off and I'm allowed, allowed to parent you just because you are that much older now and it happens that so much more infrequently doesn't mean that on the times when it does happen, I'm in the wrong. If you have done something wrong, still my job to tell you about it. Um, he, of course, was not impressed with this, uh, didn't feel that it was justified. Um, and really sort of lost his temper. I was like, look, do you know what? I'm not going to bother having this conversation anymore. If you claim that you are just about to do it, why don't you just shut up and do it? Let's stop this little argument. Just do it. Um, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I was just about to. Okay, not a problem. So I walked away. In those moments, obviously, the, the, the challenge, the, the real sort of driving moment there is when he's firing back and going, yeah, I was just about to. I obviously, I retorted and was like, well, if you're just about to, just do it. Yeah, I was. Then it, it escalates and goes back, 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 back. The real, the key in those moments and what I was able to do eventually was actually just say, actually, I'm not going to do the serve and return. You've served. I'm, I'm just going to let it go. So he had to have the last word. And I've found that, that with little dude, and, and from what I can understand, this is very, very common within the world of adoption and indeed parenting, that getting that last word is actually really important. And you may feel like it's a control battle or a control thing. Try to get those thoughts out of your mind and just kind of sit back and go, mm, actually, if I get the last word, what, what difference does this make? And will I actually get the last word? Because I know when I was a teenager, my parents would have the last word, walk out of the room, and I'd mumble something out of my breath. Um, so I'd always feel like I'd won anyway. So in the grand scheme of things, I I just needed to just shut up and walk away. So I did. Um, I then did that, and then um, I stepped away for sort of five, ten minutes, and then I came back and was like, oh, did you say that you're game was um, installing and loading and he, he got back quite an aggressive yeah so look i asked you nicely i think that we can safely say that we're done with the yelling and the yell off i'm asking because i need you to do something about the dog like, okay yeah okay fine sorry what do you need and we then chatted, and the it was diffused. Um, the sort of the anger, the frustration, it was all gone, um, and we were back to to sort of normal. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's move forward. I then went out for the evening. Um, on my way back, um, phoned to ask if the boys had eaten um, <laughs> because. Chances are, if I'm not around, they don't eat. <laughs> so I just phoned to check to see if they'd eaten. They actually had. Um, little dude had had a bowl of Weetabix. That is his go-to dinner these days. Um, I feel dreadful as a parent for admitting that. Um, there are always alternatives, many an alternative. But if if it's not an alternative that I'm cooking, he's definitely just going to go straight for the Weetabix. Um, so they'd eaten and I was like oh okay and he's like oh but you know if you do feel like stopping at, at McDonald's I, I'd definitely grab something and I was like no I'd, if you're not hungry I wasn't going to do that I was just going to bring something in if you were 
hungry. So I came in, um, I bought some stuff from the shop, so I was just going to make like beans on toast. I know, right? How, how awesome is my world? Um, and the the boys were watching um, a YouTube concert of Imagine Dragons. Um, it's a band that um, little dude's really into, and so we um, were actually going to go and see them. Um, so we're really, really excited. And they were just watching a, a, a one of their concerts, and. As as we came in, um, or as I came in, I was making me sort of dinner. Um, Dad kind of turned around to me and said, "Oh my lord, have you actually seen the lead singer of Imagine Dragons?" I was like, mm, "No, no, I don't think I am." He was like, uh, "He is well hot." <laughs> okay, so I then came in to see this dude on stage, shirtless, very muscular looked great he did look great um and then we had a little bit of a laugh about that and uh little dude then sort of found me some other sort of photos of this guy posing i was like yeah do you know what that is a hot guy that's that's a hundred percent hot guy um and then made me dinner sat down and there is obviously there's a reason why i'm talking about this guy and his uh level of hotness um as we sat down, I was watching this, and um, Dad turned around and said, oh, it's really interesting. He said, He's, he obviously works out, and he trains quite a bit, um, but he's got quite a relatively flat stomach. He said, if he just did a couple of leg raises, he'd have abs quite quite easily. Um, little dude then just went, um, I don't like that sort of comment. I think you're objectifying him, and I, I don't actually think that that's appropriate. Now, that comment came out of nowhere, and it, it it was a comment that followed an entire conversation about us talking about the level of attractiveness of this guy. And I'll be honest with you, I reacted to it. Now, I did react, and in many ways, I can reflect and go mm, maybe I shouldn't have reacted that way but in many other ways I kind of look and go no I think a reaction like that was needed um so I kind of said well actually if somebody walks on stage after training as much as he has and they walk on stage and they are just in a pair of tight shorts and they're flashing their body in essence they're in a way, kind of asking people to objectify them. They are they are promoting their sort of well being, their health and well being. I said, mm, I don't believe that he'd have any issue with someone objectifying and saying that he was good looking or not. Um, little dude was like, Yeah, but that's not what is being said. You're saying that he needs to do more to be better. And I I, I challenged it. I said, Actually, that's not what was said. Um, I said, you know, your dad has already said that he finds him attractive. He was just making an observation about this guy's training and what results he would get. Well, from this, little dude really, really lost his temper. Um, he was like, no, you're objectifying him. Um, that's really inappropriate language. I don't feel comfortable with that. And he took it really far now 
I have recognised that as I have got older, I've started to see behaviours in myself that I'd seen in my parents and grandparents and thought, mm, I don't see how you get to that point. And the behaviour I saw in myself was actually saying to him, I think you're being a little bit, actually, I think you're being overly sensitive here. The language that was used was non-offensive language, yet you're offended. And I think that you need to actually chill out. I said, more to the point, there is three of us in this room. Two of us feel that that was an appropriate comment. If the third one feels it was inappropriate, does that mean that they are naturally right? Just because you are offended by something, does that mean that it's wrong? And I've got to be honest, no, I don't think that it does. I think it's worthy of a conversation. Um, if, I, if I've ever said something on, a, on the podcast and someone has said, hey, I actually find, find that to be offensive. Let's talk about it. But just because you find it offensive doesn't mean that it is offensive. It just means that it's offended you. Um, and I know that we walk this fine line and we're, we're walking this trip line of what is and isn't offensive and what we can and cannot say. My concern is that we work so, so hard to watch all of our language that we then end up in a world where we feel like we are trapped by language. We are trapped by the things that we can and cannot say. So it's safer to say nothing. I've interacted um, recently, um, obviously I'm not gonna say where, how and all that because you know it's, it's personal. I've interacted recently with um, someone who identifies as transgender and I have zero issues with transgender. Um, there is nothing about transgender that makes me uncomfortable or anything. Um, however, I found myself being really nervous to talk to this person because they've let me know that in the past they have been upset by people's uh, misgendering, uh, mispronouns and things like that. And that has put me on the edge because I'm so worried that I will say the wrong thing and I will upset them inadvertently, never on purpose, never from a place of hate or malicious intent, but I could still upset them. As a result, I find myself withdrawing from that person, not because I don't want to spend time with them, more because I just don't want to upset them. And I'm, I'm concerned that the, the next level of generation are so cagey about what language can and cannot be used that as a result like I say we, we, we're fearful of any language that we do use so we step away from it all we walk away from it all because it's just safer to say nothing but I think that that's where the threat is because if we stop talking about something because we're scared they may offend we never learn what would or wouldn't offend. And we never learn how to deal with that. And Little Dude was so affronted by these comments and once again lost his temper with me and said, right, that's it, I'm going to bed, and essentially stormed off. Now, we are in the throes of dealing with this um, and dealing with that sort of behaviour because once again, we're having to explain to him, well, just because someone disagrees with your opinion 
again, it doesn't make you right or wrong, and it doesn't make them right or wrong. Opinions are one of those things that can be shared and should be shared. Through sharing our opinions, that's how we grow. But I'm concerned the generation that we're sort of dealing with at the moment are so anti other people's opinions that when they come up, they say, actually, that's offensive. I don't want you saying that anymore. I don't believe that that's how we grow. I don't believe that that's how we develop as people. Because, like I say, I think that we're just heading for a world where we don't speak to each other because it's easier. Um, so, I, I I did call Little Dude out on it, and I said, you know, I'm I'm really sorry, but I think that the language that you're using is actually stifling the language that I can use, and I don't think that that is fair or appropriate. Um, and more, I. More importantly, I'm very aware that every single time I speak to you at the moment, you've got a problem. Um, I don't know what the root cause of that problem is, but I realise that there is a problem. Now, I'm not going to give you a blanket apology for something I'm not even aware of what has happened here. Talk to me. Tell me what is happening and we can deal with it. Now, his retort was, actually, I'm not cross with you, I'm cross with Dad. I said, yes, but you're yelling at me. So, I would say, that doesn't actually marry up. I said, but it's okay. It's okay if I've done something to upset you, because, do you know what, we can deal with that. Um, it might not be a quick fix, an easy fix, but it can still be fixed. So, let's talk. Um... Now, he's, he's not there yet. He's not at the point where he can do that. Um, we've just sort of met and walked back from school and, you know, things were things were good. It was, a, it was a nice conversation, pleasant conversation. There were a couple of topics that came up that I could have reacted differently to and I could have challenged knowing that we would have ended up in, a, in an argument. Now, the reason I didn't, it's not because I'm avoiding it, it's because it's... I'm returning back to that mantra of pick your battles. The things that were upsetting him were things that were probably upsetting him already, so it doesn't matter if I put my two pennies worth of disappointment in as well. So again, we're, we're then thinking back to the MVR conversation. So on your tough days, that's when you offer that sort of gesture of kindness. Um, and unconditional gestures. Um, so, so I'm currently going through that as a battle. Um, I'm come, currently going through the battle, and but I've called him out on it, and I've said to him, you know, at the moment it's very obvious that you aren't a big fan of my work at the moment. Um, I get it, or I, I, I respect it, I understand. I wish I understood what had upset you, but... I understand that I might not get that answer just yet. Um, but I'm keeping that within within our conversation, within dialogue. Um, and when he's in a better position, I'll be able to talk to him about how, how we actually deal with situations when people don't agree. Um, 
and sort of seeing if I can help him with that, basically. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, he is not a fan of my work. Um, I hope you are, uh, but he is not. Um, and, uh, yeah, I will, I will keep you updated on how it all goes and, uh, and what happens in our well. Um, hopefully it all balances out and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be absolutely fine. Um, well, I say hopefully we'll be fine, of course we'll be fine. Um, it's just about trying to work out what's going on because, again, you know, him, him being avoidant, his nature, we won't always get the, the, the full picture and the full image of what's going on for him in, in his world. So it sometimes takes a little bit of time and a little bit of emotional detective work to actually work out what is happening. Um, but I think we'll, we'll get there. Um, and when he's in a better position, I'll be able to have a conversation with him about how, how people manage arguments and disputes and, uh, and see what happens there. Um, so watch this space, one and all, watch this space. Um, awesome. Well, thank you as always for listening. Um, if you have any questions or comments, or maybe you've got an idea as to what I've done to, uh, to, to, you know, make him so cross with me. Um, or, or maybe you feel that, that dad's comment about the lead singer of Imagine Dragons uh, doing some leg races was inappropriate. Let me know. Let me know. Let's have a chat. <laughs> um, until next week, thank you as always for tuning in, having a listen. It's been absolutely wonderful to, to chat to you. And uh, I will catch you again next week.